What is going on, everybody? It is Wednesday. You will probably be listening to this on Thursday, hopefully, because that is when the tournament will start. But welcome back to Tie the Sports Guy, Episode 3. I am going to be talking PGA Tour today. I'm going to be talking about the Farmers Insurance Open, which is out in Torrey Pines, tees off uh, on Thursday, which is today. So hopefully by the time you listen to this, hopefully Tiger will be in the lead. That is my, that, that's what I hope for. But anyways, um, we're going to get on to, to previewing the tournament. We'll talk a little bit of Tiger uh, but to start off the show, I'm going to be talking about the upcoming schedule and what I think about it. The PJ Tour went through a massive overhaul in the schedule this last year. They switched a bunch of tournaments around. For the first time since 2006, the Players' Championship will be played in, in March. It used to be played in May. They're moving it to March into the meaty part of the schedule. They are moving the PGA Championship from August to March. So the PJ Tour or the PJ Championship will now substitute in for the the TPC, the Players Championship. Now they're doing this so that they can get away from the NFL. They don't want the NFL ruining their Sundays. They already ruined one Sunday by having the Super Bowl and the Waste Management Open on the same day and It actually does kind of work because we get golf all afternoon and then it kind of dives right into the Super Bowl, which that's pretty cool. But um, And this year with CBS hosting, I wonder what the TV... I need to look that up because maybe maybe the uh, CBS will... I don't know if it'll cut it short because what if we go into a playoff or something like that, but it is the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl over the the Waste Management uh, Phoenix Open all day, every day. But they did this, just like I said, to get away from the schedule running into September, which obviously takes away from, from viewership on Saturday and Sunday with college football and the, and, and the NFL uh, starting up at that time. No eyes are going to be on the golf tournament those weeks. It's all going to be on the opening weeks of football. So I thought that was a great idea. They cut two tournaments out. The tournament's still pr- or the, the schedule is pretty meaty. And the start of the year is bananas. From this week on, we have, if you're a fan of golf, you should be in front of the TV every Sunday from here on until the Masters. Because we've got the Farmers Insurance Open this week. We've got the Waste Management Open next week, which, just like I said, runs into the Super Bowl. And then after that, we go to Pebble Beach, and we continue the West Coast swing to the Genesis Open in Riviera. Then we get to the... Florida swing before the Florida swing we stop it in Mexico City to play a world golf championship and then we go Honda Classic down in West or Palm Beach Gardens Arnold Palmer Invitational and the next tournament after the Arnold Palmer Invitational it's the players we go right into the players after that we have the Valspar Championship WGC match play Valero Texas Open after that and then the tournament right after the Texas Open is the Masters. How about that for, what, 10 straight weeks, 11 straight weeks of golf? It is amazing. It is absolutely amazing what they've done. But it also, it might hurt the schedule. It, it, I don't know if it'll hurt it or not. I haven't heard any of the players say we're already not going to play in certain tournaments. But you wonder if they're going to 
not play in the Arnold Palmer because of the players, or since they're going to play two weeks in a row in the Arnold Palmer, if they're not going to play in the Honda Classic because it's sandwiched in between those two tournaments and the WGC. So now the Honda Classic could potentially take a dive in the field size or the, the value of the field because it's sandwiched in between, in between three of the biggest tournaments of the year. And then on the back end of that, you've got the match play in the Masters. So now the Texas Open takes a dive because no one wants to play potentially 126 holes of golf Wednesday to Sunday. Then you go play Valero Texas Open, then the Masters? No, thank you. No one's going to do that. So Valero Texas Open, the tournament before the Masters, that is now officially, it's not a tune-up for the Masters anymore. I don't think. I don't think it's a tune-up anymore. It used to be some guys would go and play. It used to be the Houston Open. They'd go and play it for a tune-up just to get ready for the Masters. Now it's just going to be pretty much guys that need to win in order to play into the in, in the Masters. So I'm a glass half full kind of guy, so I love this. I love the TV. Every Sunday will be packed full with great, great golf. But it, it could potentially hurt some tournaments that that are outliers, but that I enjoy watching and other hardcore golf fans like watching, like the Honda Classic, Valspar Championship down at Innisbrook in Tampa, and then the Valero Texas Open. Some, some good middle-of-the-road golf tournaments that could potentially take a hit. But for you golf nuts out there, just strap in for the next 11, maybe 12 weeks, I think, you will have good golf on every single Sunday. And on top of that, we have March Madness. We have baseball starting up. It's just going to be outrageous. But, but every Sunday, you will have potentially a great, great golf tournament, a great weekend of golf. So that is what is to look forward to. I, I, I honestly can't wait. But let's get into... Let's get into talking about the Farmers Insurance Open. It's at Torrey Pines, a long course, probably will be soft like it always is. You know, the the year they made it super hard for the US Open in 2008, that course was brutal. But this year, for the past couple of years, it's been really soft greens, soft fairways. It, it's kind of and you you know, you would think that it would kind of make the shorter hitters maybe a little it'll be a little more fair because of the soft fairways and the long hitters aren't going to get the drives out there as far but the problem is the golf course is just so damn far it's just such a long golf course but last year if you don't remember the the tournament last year let me refresh you because it was it was a really boring Sunday until the last two holes and then we played almost better golf in the playoff that happened the entire Sunday. The entire final round was so damn boring. No one made any moves. The, the three players that ended up getting into a playoff were Jason Day, Alex Noren, and Ryan Palmer. Alex Noren, Ryan Palmer, two of my favorite guys on tour. Alex Noren, I, I just, I don't know, I just became fascinated with his golf swing. It's such an athletic golf swing, and he put such a good move on the ball. It just kind of attracted me to his golf swings. So I love watching Alex Norn play. And then Ryan Palmer, when I worked it, uh, when I volunteered at the Players' Championship here in Ponte Vedra, 
I think I standard bared for him and walked with him inside the ropes maybe eight times my entire time doing it. So, I mean, by like the fourth or fifth, he actually remembered me because it became a running joke that I was just going to that I was just going to standard bear for him every single year. So I love both of those guys. Ryan Palmer's a great character, very fun guy. But the playoff was wild. All three guys combined to shoot one under on Sunday. And then the playoff starts. Palmer, uh, I think he parred the first hole. And Norrin and Day birdied the first hole, so Palmer's out. After that, the last five holes, they played at a crazy rate. They, they played so well those last five holes. They combined for five under in the playoff, Day and Norrin. They had to finish the, the tournament on that Monday. So we woke up. It was very anticlimactic. Holy smokes, I hate when this happens. I hate when tournaments end on Monday and instead of giving me one, like I woke up, they teed off at around 8 o'clock, 8.30, and I was like, okay, give me like two or three playoff holes that I can watch and waste a little bit of my day away. Instead of that, we get one hole. Alex Noren goes for the par 5, 18th and 2, hits it in the water, and then Jason Day just hits it close and makes birdie, which he could have gotten away with making par and winning the tournament. So very anticlimactic. I hate when this happens. But it was a, it was a crazy, well-played playoff by Jason Day. And the crazy thing was, was Jason Day shot two under 70 in the round. In 18 holes, he shot two under 70. Then they go to the playoff. He plays six holes, shoots four under, four birdies and two pars and wins the tournament in six playoff holes. So it was a wild finish, and we could honestly get something like that this year just because, as I'll get to it, the, the, the field is pretty packed this week. It was a lot more packed than I thought so. We don't have guys like Phil or Dustin Johnson, but we do have a lot of the big names in this tournament, and it could make for a wild Sunday. But before I move on to the, the Farmers Insurance preview... I'm going to talk a little bit about Tiger about last year. He shot three under total, 72, 71, 70, 72. He was stiff as hell the entire time. He couldn't, it's when he was still trying to find his driver, wasn't hitting the ball that well, but he kind of scrambled well and he shot three under. And it wasn't a bad three under for the, he played, it was his first full field tournament since the Farmers Insurance Open in 2017. So he hadn't played a full field tournament for an entire year, and he comes out and shoots three under. And then that tournament kind of started the Is Tiger Back? And then by about, I'd say about May, I think that player's championship when he really made a run at it is when we knew he was officially back. And then we get a treat with him winning in August, his first win since 2013. But before I move on to the Farmers Insurance Open, I wanted to tell you guys about Final Lap Shop. Final Lap Shop is a wonderful vintage clothing store. They have everything you could ever dream about when it comes to vintage clothing. They have jeans, they have sweaters, they have old vintage hats, they have a ton of sports. When you talk about sports vintage gear, 
If you like wearing vintage gear, they have it for you. NASCAR, baseball, college football, a lot of Jaguars, Gators, Seminole stuff. They really do truly rep Jacksonville. They are a wonderful addition to Jacksonville when it comes to businesses and very creative human beings. Ezra and Eddie, two of my good friends, run it down there. They are located down at the Jacksonville Landing Wednesday to Sunday from 12 to 5 p.m. You can go down there whenever you want, whenever they're open. They are awesome, very welcoming. You can go in there and talk to them. Let them know you know me. They, you can follow them on Instagram at Final Lap Shop. They sell a lot of stuff on Instagram. You can just hit them up in the DMs if you see something you like. They show you the, you know, all of the pictures of the gear. They show you the, the, the size, the price. You can hit them up on the DMs, and then they will ship it to you if you want. Or you can go down there, you know, have them hold it for you, and you can run down there and buy it for yourself and get to meet two, two really cool dudes that, uh, that are doing really good things for the city of Jacksonville. So go down there and check them out. So back to the show. I am really excited for this tournament Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. I thoroughly enjoy this tournament. I This is one of the tournaments outside of the majors and the players and the WGC that I will watch a lot of golf on Thursday and Friday, and I will pretty much just binge watch it on Saturday and Sunday. This course, I love this course. Very challenging course, but it is, it's very scorable. You can score, you can make birdies, you can make eagles on a lot of holes out there but it is a very good test early on in the season to see where guys' games are at. You know, this, this gives us a good, a good measure uh, of where certain players are in their game. If, it, you know, if they're playing bad the last couple months, we can see if they've get, gotten out of it with this kind of course. And if they're playing well, we can see if they, they can keep, it, keep the momentum going throughout the first half of the season. But when you think about... Tory Pines, you think about Tiger Woods. You do. You can't lie to yourself. You think about Tiger Woods. You think about the 2008 U.S. Open, playing on a torn-up knee, limping down the fairway, playing 92 holes, two playoff holes on Monday and Sunday, and he beats Rocco Mediate in the playoff on Monday. And It's the last time we got Monday golf, and I really root for a Monday finish in the U.S. Open every year, but I can't do that anymore because they took it away. They took it away from me, and I want it back because that was the best golf. Head-to-head, Monday finish. We get golf on Monday, five straight days of golf. I want it back. I wish. I hope that they can bring it back sometime. But that was the greatest golf tournament of all time in 2008, and it was played at Torrey Pines, and that's why we remember it. But this tournament is going to be really good this year. I'll tell you why. Some of the notables in the field, Jason Day, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Justin Rose, the big, big names. Jason Day, he, you know, he won one tournament last year. He's number 12 in the world golf rankings. The last couple of tournaments, he's been consistently in the top 20, but he's only had one top 10. He's only had one top 10 in his last 10 starts. So that kind of scares me, but it's Jason Day. He won here last year. He kind of, he's gotten, he was so consistent for like two straight years or three straight years, very consistent. He's become a little streaky now. He's become to where he he plays a couple tournaments well in a row and then he kind of falls off 
for a month or two, and then he'll come right back. So he he's a super streaky player, which I never thought I'd say that about Jason Day because he was always one of the most consistent players. And I, I don't know what it is, but he's just become really streaky as of late. The The other guy is John, John Rahm, number seven official world golf rankings, four top tens in his last four starts, and a win at the Hero Challenge. I know the Hero Challenge is what? 20, 25 players, but it's 20 or 25 of the best players, of the best players in the entire world. So you have to play well to win there. And that's what he did. Just like I said, four top tens in his last four starts and a win at the Hero. He is on an absolute roll. He is, well, I'll get I'll get into it later, my picks of the week, but he's one of them. The next one is Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth, if you haven't followed him in the last couple, well, in the last year, he's played horrible. His last four starts, two missed cuts and two tournaments where he tied for 55th. In his last four starts. So it's not looking up for him. And at this soft course, it's a long course. It doesn't fit into his game well. He's another one of my picks later on, but it's not going to be a good pick. His last win, since this is kind of the opening of the of the season for us, since I'm follow or, or you know talking about this tournament first, I'll throw in that the last win he has had was the 2017 Open Championship. 2017. It's kind of like Jason Day last year at this tournament when he hadn't won since 2016. So, you know, but Jason Day and Jordan Spieth are two different players. I don't think this course comes close to fitting into Jordan Spieth's eyes or his game with with how soft and long the uh, the golf course is. I I just don't see I don't see Jordan Spieth playing that well and, and getting some momentum back with another win. The next golfer, the last two golfers, Ricky Fowler and Justin Rose. Ricky Fowler, first event of the year this year. Four out of his last five tournaments, he's finished in the top 10. So that that's looking up. Ricky can hit the ball far if he wants to. I don't know what it is with him. He's very inconsistent distance-wise. I think it ju- I think it just comes down to whatever t- whatever course he's playing, whatever fits his eye he goes with because he's such a natural swinger. So... Ricky is, uh, he's a wild card definitely this week. But Justin Rose, the last golfer on my notables list, number one in the world right now, finished tied for 34 last week at the Desert Classic. Just like I said, number one in the world, won a couple golf tournaments, played a, play, he played out of his mind in the last month or two of the golf schedule. So can he carry that over to this year. I really don't know. He looked kind of he looked rusty last week, but that's good to look rusty in your first week back and still finish for a tie to, tie of 34th. So I think he can get it back going this week. I, he hasn't really performed like amazing at this tournament. It's kind of wishy-washy in the past couple of years. So so Justin Rose is definitely one to look out for. I don't think he can lose his number 1 ranking this week. I mean, it's really bad things. Would, it would have to be an extravagant... Well, no, Brooks Kepka's not playing in this tournament, so no, he can't. So Justin Rose will stay number one. It'll be interesting to see how this year plays out because we don't have a... I, I don't know how to say this. Justin Rose is not like your prototypical golfer. Like, when I mean that, over in the U.S., golf diehards know him, 
But like my buddies that don't watch golf a lot and might watch the Masters and the players every year, they they really don't know who Justin Rose is or where he's from or what he's done. So he's not so for him to be number one, not saying it's hurting golf, it's really helping him because he's gonna get a lot more eyes on him. But I wanna see how this year goes. Because Jordan Speed's been number one. Dustin Johnson's been number one, and those are very well-known guys. Back when Tiger was number one, I just want to see how this goes with Justin Rose starting the year off number one and and whether he can hold it. I want to see whether he can hold it. I actually think he can. I I think we'll see him be number one through the spring. Through this spring, I think a lot of the golf courses that he's getting to play really fit him well. So I think I, I... in the end of the day, Justin Rose could be number one heading into the PGA Championship in May. But let's move on to my the picks of the week. Picks of the week. The winner I have is John Rahm. John Rahm is playing really good as of late. And I just I I love John Rahm. I've loved John Rahm since he was at Arizona State, watching him in some tournaments there on TV when they, you know, would televise the NCAA championship game. Really got to liking him. Kind of reminds me, personality-wise, of a young Sergio. Both Hispanic, very, very hot-tempered. Very hot-tempered. And that's not a stereotype. That's just the truth. Sergio was hot-tempered back in the day, and so is John Rahm, throwing clubs and stuff. But I kind of like it. It's a new thing for golf. Golf hasn't had that for a while now since since Tiger would act out every once in a while. But I like seeing a little bit of personality out there because we all do it on the golf course. We all scream and throw clubs and stuff when we hit awful shots and we get pissed off. So it's nice to see somebody not act like a robot for once. But the winning score last year was at uh, 12 under. This year I'm going to pick... I haven't really looked at the weather yet, but it's sunny California. I can only hope for... I can only hope for sunshine and warm and decently warm weather. So I think I'll pick 14. No, I'll pick 13 under. I think it'll be around around 12 under again, but I'll, I'll go one up and go 13 under because I think it's a little more competitive this year. My dark horse, my dark horse. Now, Tiger is my, my it's my emotional pick for the winner. John Rahm is my logical pick. But my dark horse, my dark horse is going to be a little different. It's not going to be a a name that you know, but it'll it'll be a name that you recognize by the end of this year. And my dark pick at 40 to 1 in Vegas is Cameron Champ. Cameron Champ played out of his mind last season on the Web.com tournament. He won in October at Safeway Open. So he's already got a win under his belt, but it wasn't a big, big win where he had to play in front of, you know, a big Sunday crowd like it's going to be at Torrey Pines. So that is that would be my only thing I would say that would keep him from winning this tournament is his youth and his inexperience on a big stage like this. But Cameron Champ, if you don't know who he is, he is one of the longest drivers on tour, hits the ball an absolute mile. I've never seen somebody hit it as far as he does. And you say, okay, Dustin Johnson, Bubba Watson. No, no, no. Cameron Champ, he has one of the best like the just the most powerful swings that I've seen in a long time and for a young guy man he puts it out there he can hit the ball a country mile and that's not an exaggeration he can really hit the ball out there so Cameron Champ with with the soft 
long conditions like we've been talking about at Torrey Pines, I think Cameron Champ could potentially be a dark horse in winning this thing. My last pick is called, you know, it's called off for the weekend. Who Who is going to miss the cut and go home early? To me, it's going to be who I've kind of been dogging the entire episode in Jordan Spieth. I really don't think he's going to play well this week. He had, just like I said, two missed cuts, two tied for 55th in his last four starts. Absolutely brutal. He has not been hitting the ball well. He hasn't won since 2017, so why would I not pick him? I think in Vegas, he is a 30-to-1 odd. Some of the guys that are picked in front of him are guys like Charles Howell III, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, Tony Finau, Mark Leishman. And I'm not saying those guys aren't good. I'm just saying, you know, for the longest time, everyone pegged Jordan Spieth as, you know, oh, is he the next Tiger Woods? Oh, is he the next greatest of all time? You can't be the greatest of all time when you're behind guys like Charles Howell and Patrick Cantlay. You just can't. You have to be up at the top week after week. You have to be the odds-on favorite at almost every tournament that you show up to. That's how Tiger did it. So, no, he's not even close to the favorite. He's the favorite to miss the cut for me this weekend. So, that's that's what it's going to be. I think Jordan Spieth's going to struggle this week. We didn't get to talking about Tiger. It's just too long of an episode. I don't want to run this thing out. I've talked about Tiger enough today. But if I had to talk about him for one or two more minutes, don't expect him to win this tournament. It's his first tournament back. Give him a chance to to kind of mesh into the schedule, get back into the swing of things, literally. And and I think he'll come around in, a, in the next couple events that he plays in. You know, last season, we spent the whole back nine of every tournament on Sunday hoping that he would make this big run. And it was either his driver that kept him out of the fairway and from scoring or his putter just kind of faded on the back nine of Sunday every single time. The only time it didn't was the one time he won. So it shows you that if he can, my God, if he can get everything going on Sunday, he could go He, he could go back to the old Tiger. That's what he did at the, um, at the Tour Championship. He looked like the old Tiger just beating everybody up and nobody wanted, nobody came close to touching him. So, for the most part, Tiger Woods is going to get back into the swing of things. Is he going to win every tournament? No. I think it's just too competitive nowadays. But he will get back to, to winning soon. But just don't, don't peg it on him right now to be, you know, oh, I want, I, if Tiger doesn't win, he's not playing well. Even if he misses the cut, it's fine. He'll be fine. So, he, he loves Torrey Pines. He's won here, just like I said. He's won here uh, eight total times with a win at the U.S. Open. So he loves the course. He loves playing this course. He is my emotional favorite. I think I would put him second or third on my favorite list behind John Rahm and probably uh, Jason Day. But Tiger's definitely up there. He definitely has a shot to win this. But if he doesn't, he doesn't. It'll be fine. But for us Tiger fanboys, we want him to win every single week. But I hope you like this episode. I know it's golf. Not many people follow golf. Well, a lot of my listeners do. I know I know a lot of my my demographic and my listeners that that they do enjoy watching golf. So so I think this episode will do well with them. Um, again, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'll update you on all my episodes, release them on there. You can listen to the episodes on SoundCloud or iTunes. 
I'm going to try to get them out on more platforms so I can try to get a wider, wider listener base, you know, with other podcasting apps. But for the most part, I love doing this every single week. Next week, I will be a little late with an episode because I will be visiting my girlfriend Jennifer in Philadelphia. We will be going to a Flyers game on Monday night, so I'll I'll put some pictures of that up on Instagram so you can see what I'm doing sports-wise. But for the most part, thank you for listening. Thank you for critiquing me. Thank you for letting me know what has to get better with this ep- or with this podcast and what what I need to continue doing. I think a lot of you like these shorter episodes, you know, 20 to 30 minute episodes. So, I'm going to keep rolling with that and if you have any ideas of what I need to talk about, just let me know. Hit me up on my social media or text me if you have my number and, and I'll work on some new episodes. But thank you for listening, thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next time. Hey, hey.